Hey, how's it going, Champagne Sharks? Hope everyone's doing well. Just wanted to uh, do some quick house cleaning, let people know. Go to ChampagneSharks.com and you get access to all the links related to Champagne Sharks. You can go there and find it all. And you can find where we are on social media, our products, all that stuff. Also, Patreon benefits, which includes Discord server, book club night, movie night discussions, show notes, newsletter, and most importantly, bonus episodes. So definitely become a patron for $5 a month at patreon.com forward slash champagne sharks. And without further ado, here is the episode. Take care. Good evening, everybody. Champagne sharks. This is Kenny. Me and Vita. Say hi, Vita. What's up? Yeah, we were just talking, and you know, uh, for everybody that's been listening, I think the episode has been released. We were talking about Cat Williams. Um, it's it's still a hot topic, so we want to. I wanted to kind of like you know dive in a little bit, and we'll swerve over to different topics. But Cat Williams and the whole situation, something that I was thinking about. I wanted to get your opinions because I haven't talked to you about this, Vita. But we haven't. Yeah, we haven't. To, no, we have not talked about this. But I was wondering, you know, because one of the main things that people keep talking about is. Um, everybody's sexuality when it comes to all this, these rumors and stuff. And I was just thinking, sitting here, I was just like, okay, so say uh, Kevin Hart or Will Smith, or whoever, say they are gay. Like, does that mean that they're not good actors or good comedians? Like, well, I don't understand why everybody is so focused on the, the salaciousness of the sexual stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I, I haven't seen as much of that on my timeline, but I also, I don't know. I have some been on Twitter as much. Uh, most of them been busy at work, but I don't think it matters. But I also think people get caught up in that conversation way too much because who gives a shit? I don't care. Yeah. I don't think that was as salacious to me about whether or not they are or aren't gay as much as what people are being put in positions to do to make it in Hollywood. Yes. Because that's egregious regardless of sexuality. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking like, okay, instead of trying to jump on the victims, when are we going to call out the victimizer? Exactly. Right. So because the reality is like when we talk about like women going through this, Mm -hmm. well, it's it's not about their sexuality. It's about Mm -mm. the fact that there's someone in a position of power who put them in a position where they felt like they had to, you know, do certain things to get opportunity, compromise themselves to. Yeah get an opportunity that's the problem not whether or not the person was of their same sex right so to me that takes away from the conversation that we should be having which is what the fuck is going on in hollywood (laughs) right (laughs) where people are you know are putting put in positions where they're having to compromise themselves or feeling like they have to compromise themselves the conversation like you just said when it comes to the women nobody ever says oh you you went over there and you had to you know get on your knees and nobody ever says and tries to you know make them look bad or make them feel bad for something that they felt like they had to do but then when it comes to the dudes oh uh, this person, they, uh, what did he say? He said something about that. Um, Shannon Sharp asked him, how come he's not whatever? And he tried to make, oh, because I ain't let nobody go in my asshole or something. And it's well, like. Well, I do think they make women try to feel bad. I just think it's less socially acceptable now. Right. Because there was a time, and you can remember this for sure, when the first thing people would do is try to figure out, well, how much of a whore was she? Uh, right, 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 right. Who <laughs> does she sleep with to get that Who role? does she sleep with? Right, you know. Right. Uh, so that's definitely a thing or was a thing. I just think less we become it's become more of a conversation to where we could say that's less socially acceptable. But with men, you're abs- I think you're also absolutely right in regards to how, you know, it's become more of like, well, the victims must be gay. Yeah. When it comes yeah. to black, not, well, not just black, but men, men in period. general. Yeah. Men in general. Um, versus like, wait a minute. These 
men are being put in these compromising positions in the right. first place right. where this craft that they've worked on for their however many years is being put like something they've worked so hard for is like well you at this point now nigga so you gonna do this if you're gonna make it or you <laughs> fuck all the money you just spent the sleeping in cars sleeping on floors that shit don't um, mean sleeping nothing floors um the money you invested people telling you you're gonna fail you know all the shit that you had to go through to get to this point just to, to get your toe in the dough. In the yeah, your toe, just to get a phone call back. You better put this toe in your mouth. You know, right. like it's just <laughs> <laughs> like the fact that they're even put in that position at all to me is the problem. Right, right, and that's how I look at it too, because it's like you know, because even but and you know, it does happen to all men regardless of race. They you know they talk about it, John Travolta, all these different people. But when it comes to the black men, it almost is almost like. You know, you you really got to jump on their back. You really got to ride them into the ground because of some, you know, the the whole conversation about you got to wear a dress and all this other kind of stuff. And it's like I grew up watching Bosom Buddies with uh, Tom Hanks and Peter Scolari. They literally wore dresses every episode because they were trying to pretend to be women because they liked the girls in the you know, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like this isn't this isn't just a black thing. But for some reason, it's it's become a black thing. You know, I, I think it's also another one of those things where it's about minimizing the real conversation. Yeah. Yeah. It's about there. It's about these black men saying, hey, I want to have a say in how I choose to portray myself. And I want to have a certain level of agency and power in that. Yeah. I don't think it has much. I don't think it has much to do about whether or not there are black comedians or white comedians who wear dresses. Right, because we already know that's been the case. Yeah, you know what I mean. Been going on on both sides for years, um, for forever. I mean, yeah. forever. As long as there's been, um, we love, we love Robin of, Williams. But we never talk about Robin Williams wore dressing Miss Doubtfire. Robin Williams. I was watching um, The Office. Yeah, and there were multiple episodes where males were wearing dresses. In fact, yeah. those episodes, uh, a character was dressed as Lady Gaga. It was a <laughs> character dressed as uh, as a woman for Halloween. Right. Like, right. Excuse me. There was multiple times I've seen. Um, you know, growing up, male characters dressed as women characters as jokes or mm -hmm. that, that's a thing. That's not an unusual thing. Right. I don't think that I don't think there should I don't think there's a problem with that. I don't think it's something that's necessarily as a, as a person, you know, watching it. Right. It doesn't bother me. However, I can see as an actor, if, as a black man, you're saying, well, that's not where I'm comfortable. I don't want to do that. Right. I don't want to do that. Right. I can see in the pushback you might get for that. I can see that being a being problematic. I can see that being and not being about the dress as much as, hey, I don't feel comfortable with this. Right. I'm pushing back on this. Right. Why is it? Why is it do or die? Right. Why is right. it if I don't do this and I don't get the opportunities that are afforded to me that right. I've worked hard for that right. I've earned? Like you can't go and rewrite the script and take that out. Exactly. <laughs> like, why is this necessary? Right. And sometimes it has more, I think it may have to do with the people that are in control of the movie in the first place. Yeah. Sometimes it's about white men getting a kick out of watching black men Absolutely. be effeminized, right? right? Right. Not so much about black comedians making, like, I like. I'll give you an example. I think with uh, Shanene's character or mm -hmm. Martin's character, so when he played his mom, I would say, I felt like that was more about him. That was him. Being in control. Yeah. Yeah. And playing these funny characters, right, right, or like like uh, uh, Eddie Murphy in the Clumps, right, exactly. Not yeah. white people putting them in those roles to play that, so it they could because laugh you, at it, it. It, it. Because you know, you know when it's not funny, 
Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like we've seen that before. Like there's some stuff where it's just just not funny. You know what exactly. I mean? So it's exactly. like I, I was looking at that was the only part of first of all, uh, me and T were talking about this. The same the stuff that Cat Williams is saying, he's been saying for years. Like this isn't anything new. You know, I I think some of the stuff might have been things he said for years, but I feel like when you get everything put into one context and he's explicitly and specifically naming people and mm-hmm. and being specific about what they who, did or didn't what do. they did and respond to something that they did on the platform that they did it yeah because he he's calling out out and saying this person lied and i'm gonna tell you how they lied and here's the real story yeah i think that makes all the difference in the world in my right. opinion right um, and him doing it for almost three hours. <laughs> like, Man, I think that, yo, that, that was the thing that we were tripping on. I was like, this could have been 30 minutes. <laughs> well, <laughs> the, well, part of this is because, and something I got blasted on, on, on Twitter for whatever reason, Shannon Sharp is not a good interviewer. We said the same thing. And when I, he, he's, he's a terrible interviewer. Horrible. And, and the thing that was crazy is I said this on Twitter thinking that this was pretty common uh, sense. Right. And and people and then all of a sudden I got attacked, like of course, but I get attacked from the most basic things on Twitter. So I'm right, used to right, it. Right. But you know, you can say I like you gotta remember a lot of these people like Shannon Sharp because of the the, the debate show he's on, you know, they think he's unk. You know what I'm saying? Like I bro, realize, he's not your fucking uncle, uh, bro. I also want people's people's opinions on things are based on how popular it is. Popular, exactly. So yes. like people's arguments with argument to me was well it got at that time now it was at like 47 million views but at the it's time 47 was, million views now 47 ah. million at that time it was like 20 million and yeah. so the argument to me was well i got 20 million views so he must have did something right and i'm like well it's gonna get that many views wow. because of cat williams yeah. not because shannon sharp is a good interviewer um him and shannon sharp's own celebrity does help yes but and then so then the other argument i got was well, if you want 60 minutes, you need to watch 60 minutes. I said, why does it have to be one or the other? He's, he's not a real journalist. And that's no. I'm not expecting him to be a ju- good, good journalist. And like, well, it's a conversational type podcast. I said, well, actually, because they said, they said it's not an interview. It's a, it's a conversation. I said, well, you, he can, you can call it what you want. And he can call it what he wants. That's not, that's an interview. He's holding cards. He's asking yeah. questions. Yeah. And the other person is answering those questions. A conversational podcast is when the host is also sharing their own stories and having a conversation. That's not at all what happens. Shannon Sharp did not share his own stories. He asked questions from his card and he had um, Cat Williams respond. So this is the thing. I've been doing radio and podcasting and all this shit before there was a word called podcast. I've right. been doing this shit for almost 20 years. Right. I've been conducting interviews. I've been producing them. All Anything you could think of in this world, I've been doing it. Editing, all of that shit. Mm-hmm. I know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not just saying this shit. I don't even think shit. I'm not even saying Shannon Sharp can't learn this skill. So I even got very specific. I said, here's what he did, what he could have done better. Somebody said, well, what could he have done better? Here's what he could have done better. You make sure that you ask a question to get your guests to go back on track when they start mm-hmm, trailing mm-hmm, the fuck off. Mm-hmm. No ramble. You don't want them to ramble. Multiple times, Cat Williams started talking about something else before answering the fucking question he was asked. Yeah. Or finishing a story he already started. We never got that Chappelle uh, yep. Yep. Converse- that story finished. He yep. said, let me tell you about that. And never went back. 
and never went back to it. Shannon Sharp's job is to get him to go back. Now, that's not what Shannon Sharp did. You know what Shannon Sharp did? He went to back to his card and asked he had the question scripted. from his card. It was all scripted. Because he's not a good host. Yeah. Yeah. A good host doesn't go by the script. A good host goes by the conversation. You follow yeah. that guest. Yeah. You say, what is my audience? You don't leave your audience hanging. Yeah. Your audience wants to know what that shit was. But, about see, but you know what Hill. the crazy thing about it is? When I, this, I'm, I'm not surprised it's at 47 million views. He's got a, a couple other videos that got to over a million. The Steve Harvey ones at 9 million, something like that. But the thing is with Shannon Sharp, because he's got the following, because not because he's an athlete, because he was on that show with, with uh, uh, Skip Bayless. Mm-hmm. The debate show. He's heavy on Twitter. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of his fans, he has that fan base, kind of like a lot of these NBA players, where these people actually think they talk to him like they're related to him. You know what I'm saying? I'm not calling he's, no he's relatable. He's yeah, he's a per, he's a personality. He's not a, yes. he's not a journalist. So when I right. when I watched the interview, I thought the same thing. And I was like, there's so much meat on the bone that he left. You know what I'm saying? There's so many more things that he could have asked and talked about, but it seemed like he just and, and for the, the 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 people that are interested in this interview, not all, not everybody, because after 47 million views, there's people that's really watching it for something that, you know, important. But there's a lot of people that they want the salacious stuff. So the clips that you're seeing online is going to be the drama, the, the drag, drama. the shit that people can take and turn their own narrative and go viral. Because then now all of a sudden they done ran and found clips of other interviews and other comedy shows where somebody supposedly stole somebody's bit. They posted on Twitter. They go viral. You know what I mean? Like it's not really, it wasn't really, it wasn't really, the reason why I say it wasn't really about the content because Cat Williams said the same thing on Vlad five years ago. Well, this is the thing. I didn't, when I first heard about this, this the interview, the only reason I, I watched the whole thing, interview. And the only reason I watched the whole interview is because I kept seeing these clips and this stuff all out of context. And I was like, this is interesting. Like, let me see what people are talking about. Because that I started seeing the clips of people comparing Cedric the Entertainer still in his jokes, which is something that you hear comedians say all the time. Yeah. But you don't really care. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? You personally don't care. It's not your joke. As long as, and if you didn't hear it, um, honestly, you just don't care. I, I, you don't I don't give a fuck. Care. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. If I didn't, whoever said it first, it made me laugh. Look, who who am I? Who am I? First of all, who am I to be the comedy critic? You know, this is another thing that I've noticed with a lot of people since this interview. Everybody wants to be a critic and tell everybody what comedy is. Well, the thing is this, you know, so damn much. How come y'all ain't been? Because you remember, um, I don't know if you remember this, but Joe Rogan was calling out joke thieves 20 years ago. He got. I do remember that. Remember, he tossed Carlos Mencia off the stage he got banned by Pauly Shore's mom from the comedy store because he did that. You know what I'm saying? Because, of course, she didn't care because Paulus Mencia was hot at the time. She wanted asses and seats. She wanted to make money. So she wasn't tripping on him stealing uh, comedy and faking like he's Mexican because he's not. You know what I'm saying? And Right. If, if, he's if, Honduran, I think. Yeah. So for people that care so much about comedy, now all of a sudden they want to... Because I always looked at comedy, especially when it comes to black comedy. Black comedy is like underground hip-hop. The, co- the comedians that black people know and like are not the comedians that are on TV. That's very true. Robin Harris was not on TV. Yeah. Joe, Joe Torrey, Guy Torrey, they're not on TV. But those are the comedians black people like. Now, the, now eventually, as the 90s went on, we had Martin and Bernie Mac. And, you know, but Steve Harvey wasn't the comedian of black people. There ain't nobody we was going I to see. I always tell people to watch this documentary. And um, if this was referenced in that interview with Cat Williams. 
um, the Fat Tuesdays documentary. Yeah, yeah. I heard about that. Um, I watched it. It's great. It definitely talks about how L.A. is the shit because we're the ones who fucking started this shit. Mm-hmm. Um, black stand-up comedy. You had to come to L.A. That's He was talking about that because he was talking about how Kevin Hart wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And somehow he got a TV show <laughs> coming out of Philly. How the fuck <laughs> did that happen? He basically said he was playing. Right. Um, which made me actually start looking at shit different. I was like, hmm, that's interesting. Um, even uh, it's something he said, sort of conspiracy theory ish. But at the same time, I, I had a lot of when it comes to Hollywood, I don't push shit past Hollywood because it's Hollywood. And after that Epstein list, you probably shouldn't shit put shit past anything at this point. But um, this is the thing about Hollywood, <laughs> why are we expecting um, Hollywood to be genuine? It's Hollywood. But that's my point. Like yeah. at, at this point, you definitely have to understand people be plants. People be, get opportunities based off of who you know, whose ass is your kiss, whose dick you suck. Like we, we're at, who I they watch, related to. Like who Nicholas they related Cage. to. I yeah. watch. I've seen just too many documentaries at this point for me to not. Um, like I watched the Playboy documentary. Secrets of Playboy documentary that blew my mind. I highly recommend that one as well. It, it kind of it it. it, it, it it erases a lot of in- the illusions you might have around how this shit works. So the shit Cat Williams was saying didn't sound as bizarre to me mm-hmm. as it might sound to most other people. Um, but I definitely recommend that Fat Tuesdays documentary um, because it all started here in LA. And you're right. Like the comedians black people like weren't on TV, no. which is why some of these comedians can still tour and make money. And you never see them on TV. You don't, they don't have TV some shows and like game popular- shows. White folks don't know their name. (laughs) One of the most popular black comedians is Sinbad. Sinbad was doing college tours. There's a video of Sinbad. I believe he's at Morehouse. It's one of the funniest comedy specials ever. The first time you saw Sinbad on TV was a different world. Mm. I don't remember Sinbad being on TV again after that. I think he had a show in the 90s. He had his own TV show. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Sinbad. Yeah, Mm -hmm. he had his own show for a little while. Ray J. Ray J. Yeah. He had his own, own show, but he wasn't popular like that he wasn't getting seinfeld and and that type of love you know no. jerry seinfeld's best friend, he's not funny jerry no. seinfeld is not funny no jerry seinfeld, a lot of these white comedians do not, ellen was not funny no seinfeld was not funny no at all I, I can name so many white people who comedians who got tv shows that just were not funny jerry their seinfeld, tv shows weren't even that funny <laughs> jerry jerry seinfeld came out around the same time as eddie murphy jerry seinfeld's hmm. best friend is George Wallace. Wow. That's Jerry Seinfeld's best friend. And everybody knows George Wallace, black of comedian, course. funny, hilarious. But you didn't grow up seeing George Wallace on TV. And George Wallace is funny. That's you know, so it's just, like you were saying, with Hollywood, it's one of those is who you know, who's ass you kiss. You know, you got you got Hollywood people that change their name that are related to famous people. Like I said, Nicolas Cage is related to um, Francis Ford Coppola, who wrote The Godfather. Mm. That's his dad. It's either his dad or his grandfather. You got Angelina Jolie. Her dad is um Voight. Yeah, John Voight. You know what I'm saying? So all a lot of these people are related. You know what I'm saying? You got actors yeah. and actresses that are related to Errol Flynn, who's been dead for 200 years. Listen, you those know? are those are just the big names. You got people huge, who just yeah. work on, but you got smaller people who work just work in TV. Mm-hmm. You know, who've been on a lot of TV shows. Producers, names you directors, know, showrunners. But you recognize them all the time. Yep. Yep. Um, I found there's this girl named Troy Ann something. Never seen her before, but she was on some TV show and all these people were going crazy about her on uh, Twitter. Never seen her before, but apparently she's like half black and they didn't know she was half black. And mm-hmm. her mama was an actress and her daddy was a top TV producer or some See? shit. 
See? And I was just like, God damn, like these like it's just crazy how everybody, even Bianca Lawson, yeah. her dad is an actor. And I think she's somehow connected to Motown. <laughs> like, you know, I remember when um when uh Black Klansman came out and the John David Washington. And I was like, John David Washington? Was like, oh, Denzel's son. I was like, it, oh, but they didn't, he wasn't put out there like Denzel Washington's son. That's his name, John David Washington. John David Washington. Hear talk. Else. He sounds exactly like Denzel. He I know who he like is, but his name is John David. I thought it was something else. John David Washington? Is John David Washington also, isn't that his name is something else? Well, I don't know. I, I ain't great yeah, with John David Washington. Really? I don't know why yeah. I thought his name was something else. He looks like Denzel too. He just wears that beard all the time. Yeah, so wasn't he? In, he was. I think he was in my TV show uh, with The Rock. Might have been. I'm not sure. The, the football show. Yeah, that yeah, was him. He, he played college football too. Um, John he David was, Washington did. He was in my TV show. It was called um, Till It Got Bad. What was the mm. name of that show? It was a f- mm. about football. It was a TV show? Yeah, on HBO. About football. Ballers. Ballers. That was yeah, my shit. Ballers. He was in Ballers. And then it got ridiculous and I didn't yeah. stop following. I was like, <laughs> what the hell happened? But that's the um, thing is that's the thing that uh compli- that that trips me out when a lot of people be making it like Hollywood is like supposed to be equal opportunity. Like, no, it's Hollywood. Well, I think people like I'll give you an example. When Cat Williams was saying the things he was saying about these comedians, people were like, Well, he's just bitter. And I had to tell people, I said he might be, but bitter don't make you wrong. Like, don't make me wrong. <laughs> he, he don't have that. Some people are bitter for a reason. Like mm-hmm. if you was get if you were getting blackballed or not having your opportunities lessened or based off all the work that you've done, you know certain things you're aren't happening for you the way that they should be. Yeah, you might be a little bit bitter. Not saying that's his case, the case with him specifically, but anybody. So to me, it was like that doesn't make what he's saying wrong or inaccurate. But he said some real shit. So he said some funny shit too. Like I want to keep it a buck. He no, said some, some shit that funny. cracked me up. He said um, Michael Blackson uh, having a, being an African with a fake African accent. That shit fucking cracked me up because <laughs> it's so fucking real. And he, they try to say, "Well, how are you gonna tell me?" But the reality is, it's like saying you want somebody to be southerner, be a southerner, and to play a southerner, and then you get them in the show, and then they start doing, "Hey y'all." <laughs> You sound fucking nuts. Like, yeah, but Michael Blackson is African, and he's but he sounds like he's using a fake African accent. Yes, 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 yes. Like he's overdoing yes. it. Yes, yes. It's like somebody yes. telling you to go into a TV show and talk black. He has a cousin um, that plays in the NFL. He doesn't use that accent. If somebody told you this, somebody said to you, Kenny, I want you to come on here and talk, but you but use your black accent, talk more black. Yeah, I don't even know what the fuck that means. I'm just talk like I talk. Talk black. I don't know what that means. It sounds nuts to you, right? Yeah, it doesn't. It don't make no sense. Yeah, it don't make sense. They you, they, they want you the next time, then they'll imitate it for you. Right. Yo, yo, homie, yo. Yeah, that Michael Rappaport shit. <laughs> You'll sound fucking crazy. <laughs> You'd probably slap the shit out of that person. <laughs> like the exaggerated form <laughs> yeah. of what they think being black sounds like. So I feel like Michael Blackson does this exaggerated form of what he thinks Americans feel like Africans sound. Like. I think a lot. Of, I think a lot of rappers do that too. Especially, man. I think a lot of people from certain regions do that a lot. Because they're in certain, I have a, I have a friend. I wouldn't, well, she's not, we're not friends anymore. Not for any re- reason. We just don't talk no more. She's from out here. I went to high school with her. She went to school in Alabama. She lived, she was down there for about five, six years. 
And all of a sudden she came back with this exaggerated ass Southern accent. And I was like, I didn't want to be rude. You know what I'm saying? But I, we went to go get something to eat and she was talking. And I could just, I could tell that it was, be, she was putting extras on it. And I'm like, nigga, you know, you don't talk like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, stop doing that. You know what I mean? Now she ended up moving back down there because she felt like that was home. You know what I'm saying? But I was just like, it was exaggerated. You could just tell. It was real exaggerated. So, and that's how Black Michael Blackson sounded. Yeah. And so when he said that, I thought that shit was so fucking funny. And so there were, like I said, there was just certain things he said I, I really fucked with. Um, he talked, I mean, even the Bernie Mac shit. Now, the Bernie Mac shit wasn't no secret. People have been talking no. about that whole situation yeah, we've with known that for comedy years. for yeah. a long yeah. time. D.L. Hughley talked about that. Yeah. And most people have talked about it. But I, yeah. I but I like that he showed him a lot of respect. Mm-hmm. I like that. So I love Bernie Mac. Um, but just but just the fact that um he was addressing people, he felt like lied on him. I, I respect that shit. Yeah. Um Ricky Smiley uh, talking about <laughs> he was supposed to have that role or whatever. Listen, maybe he was, but is that we don't know. I mean, Ice Cube came on to address it. He didn't really address it. He he said that he auditioned for it, I think. Mm. But so did a lot of people. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> so did I, motherfucker. Yeah. Um, Cedric stealing his jokes before. was funny. What made that funny though is that it turned out Cedric stole a lot of people's jokes. Yo, and and it was. But the thing that cracked me up was somebody, another comedian, telling the story. It was one because that was what cracked me. Up. People, people find these videos yeah. and it was another comedian I, I forgot his name i hadn't heard of him he was telling the story about how um cat williams called him and was mad because he said cedric was doing his joke and he said you know take it as you know he, he's making you more popular he's gonna you know he, he's a, a big comedian like that you know whatever blowing a joke up blowing you up whatever you know, so he's like, well, I'm glad you... F-. So Cat Williams tells him, well, I'm glad you feel that way because this nigga is pop-locking right now because apparently that comedian's joke involves some pop-locking. And oh, my God. And the entertainer was pop-locking and stole his joke. <laughs> and he stole the other... He stole Cat Williams' joke about the joke. driving. The driving yeah, the spaceship. I saw that. Yeah. Wow. I saw that one, too. Um, I thought that shit was... So I thought that shit was crazy. Um, yeah. Now, the other stories... Of now, I did see a lot of stories of comedians saying, like backing up Cat, saying that he, um, like would make sure they would get paid mm-hmm. whenever they would, like they were open up. You know, like sometimes, like and I'm sometimes with music artists too, like local artists would yeah, open yeah. up for an artist that's being paid to come perform, right? And they, but they will be doing it for free. Sometimes mm-hmm. they would have to sell tickets just mm-hmm. to even be able to I've perform. I've seen that before. Hell yeah! And so comedians would often, from the local comedian, will open up for, let's say, Cat Williams or whatever, and they wouldn't get paid. So Cat mm-hmm. Williams would pay them out of his pay, which I thought was really dope. And so, no. so these comedians were verifying, saying like, "Yeah, like I got paid like seven fifty, and I wasn't even supposed to get paid at all." The only person um, that disagreed with him is Faison Love. He do not like Cat Williams. Well, he talks shit about Faison Love. Why would Faison Love say Faison Love say he owed him fifty thousand dollars right now, and he didn't want to pay him, and then he went to try to get Suge Knight to jump on Faison Love. Well, but I mean, of course, Faison Love. He talks shit about Faison Love. I'm talking about the comedians that these small local comedians in these small cities saying. No, no, what I'm saying is like, although he did do that, he he kind of did him dirty. If it's true, yeah, I don't know what the story is on that, but so I don't know. I have I don't know that story. But um, yeah, that shit was crazy. 
that whole that whole that whole interview was funny. I, I just wish Shannon Sharp was a better interviewer. And he doesn't have to be a journalist, like people trying to tell me that to be Barbara mm-hmm. fucking Walters. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying all that. Just have the skill set of reminding your guests to answer the fucking question that you asked. The only or reason why people your said that to, to you to finish the story they fucking start. That's all. The only, I'm saying. The only reason why people said that to you because they want you to be on the bandwagon with them. That's all this shit is about. Bandwagon. Even, I, I like Shannon Sharp. I think he's funny. I think he's yeah, entertaining. But you, yeah, Vita, but you're supposed to agree with everything. See, you you ain't playing the game right. No, I thought I was his <laughs> producer. I would tell him the same shit. I thought his producers did a really good job. It's a great show. Um, I think the questions were very well researched. At least the first questions that they asked some of their questions i thought were stupid i was like why would you change the subject to these some of these, some of these questions like i get them as backup questions because you want a comedian's take on them but to me they're these were like questions you ask if the conversation gets stale yeah like not questions you ask when you have such a good juicy topic right yeah, in front you don't start of asking him you. internet social media questions yeah too. i was like you had all these great questions in the beginning about his career that were very yeah. well researched um, that your which I know his producers did. I'm sure Shannon Sharp doesn't have time to sit up there researching all that shit. Right. Um, and so I saw like so I felt like the production was really good. Those other social media questions were just things you ask to get a comedian's hot take on. But that's just if it gets stale and you need to kill some time. I don't think he understood that, and so he's asking these questions. When you're, if you, if you had all these opportunities to fill time with follow-up questions or get your guests to finish the fucking question that they started answering in the first place. Shannon, or- Shannon, Shannon Sharp got Twitter brain. That's all. <laughs> he got Twitter brain. Because there's I so like much. Shannon Sharp. I like him with yeah. Ocho Cinco. I like those. Yeah. I, like, I yeah. love the, their, their little show. I think they're funny. Now, the way that he did that, with, the way he does his thing with Ocho, if that's the case, do all your interviews like that. Off the fly. Just yeah, kick well, it off your hip. But I thought, but those aren't interviews, though. That's they're the not. thing. They're just and having a conversation. They're trying to. That's why, that's why it bothers me when they try to tell me that other show is isn't an interview. It's a conversation. Just because he says it doesn't mean that's true. Because he says <laughs> this isn't an interview. This is a conversation. But nigga, it's not a conversation. The, the show he does with Ocho is a conversation. That's a conversation. The ones he, the other ones he does with, with cards and fucking, fucking front of you, those yeah. are not conversations. That <clears throat> is an interview. They, they, <laughs> I, they, I hate to tell you that. People, people just want everybody to be on a bandwagon because once something goes viral, you either have to. This is how I feel. This is how I feel. How people think about a lot of things. You either really, really, really love it, sweat it, act like you want to marry it, or you gotta hate it. Right. You either gotta really love LeBron James, or you gotta hate him. You either gotta really love Elon Musk <laughs> that's a or you good gotta point. hate him. You know what I'm saying? That's how that's how in social media brain works. You know what I'm saying? Because once once something goes viral, you're gonna have a bunch of people that won't even make sense about the stuff they're talking about. Yeah, I think it gets extreme. I think very, I think it gets very extreme. Cause I actually I I I really like Shannon Sharp. I think he's entertaining. I don't have, I don't agree with everything he says. Mm-mm. I think I didn't really like the show he had with um Skip Bayless. Mm-mm. Um I thought there was some clips where he was funny, but I felt mm-hmm. like on some level he got to do, I thought he was doing a little too much and mm-hmm. I feel more, I feel more comfortable with him on, with Ocho Cinco. Um, I thought he's more himself versus yeah. what I saw on Undisputed. And so um, that's the name of that show, right? It was Undisputed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I make sure. So I'll be mixing up some sports shows, <clears throat> but I think that uh, this, this interview with Cat Williams shows what it shows what can happen when you just have a great guest yeah 
and you don't have a good host. Because if the if the guest is good enough and they're popular enough, you can clearly get 20 million views. You can get, all, you can get away <laughs> with it. Yeah. You and you have good promo. Yeah. Um, and like you said, these are some new things for things that had already been said. Yeah. But for some people, this was new. I mean, this is the reality of it. You know, when you promote something, um, like I don't watch Vlad at all. Like I pretty much hate Vlad. So yeah. you could put something on Vlad and I might not ever see it. Right. Um, ever. Because I hate Vlad. Yeah. <laughs> like with a passion. Yeah. Um, very rarely I watch something from Vlad. If, it's, if I watched something from Vlad, I didn't know it was Vlad when I clicked on it. Right. Um, but for a lot of people, I think this was new. So I think this was shocking to hear him, this one comedian, talk about all these other comedians, many of whom we've all grown up watching. Yeah. And for sometimes, and for some of us, it was just funny to hear. Like right. it was funny to hear him talk about Steve Harvey's wig. And you know, you know what? And, and you know, I'm glad because I've never heard uh, anything good from other people about Steve Harvey's. So I already knew that he was kind of a piece of shit anyway. Yeah, um, that's true. I've heard a lot of bad stuff about that dude, not just from comedians, but from community organizers, people that have uh, he's showed up to events. Um, people just ain't they don't fuck with him. You know what I'm saying? He's just a piece of garbage. Um, but I mean, I get it. Like, you know, when somebody says something bad about you, you can come back. But also what I think what bothers me is because I understand the mindset of these people that are jumping on the bandwagon. These motherfuckers ain't going to buy no tickets and go see Cat Williams. Not. <clears throat> I mean, they may not. I mean, or they may. I don't know. It's you know really, I mean, and I don't think it really matters. Or, or, or if they do, they want to go there to see him. They don't. They want to see him go there to talk shit about other people. They're not going to go there. Go there for the comedy. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's just the way my the way people behave, and they're with, with a lot of people's behavior these days because of social media and how people really do try to bring these new personalities into social media and <clears throat> clout chase. They won't even leave social media. You could tell a motherfucker. Hey, I got this new uh, CD coming out. You'd be popular. You know, I got this new podcast and post a link. Motherfuckers will not leave that app to go listen to nothing you're talking about. You know, maybe, what I'm maybe even though, not. Even, even though you can have both apps open at the same fucking time. Maybe, maybe not. But I also know people who never listened to Cat Williams until that interview, and then they went and listened to all his stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah, and they're, they're highly. I I know a guy right now who said I never watch any of his stand-up and then I went and watched all his stand-up and this one right. I, they, they can't believe they missed out you know so, so so for 47 million views every damn show should be sold out we'll see you know it, but it also it should, it, it, but to be fair there are also people who've seen his shows and said to seen his stand-up recently and said it wasn't funny so it depends on how good his tour actually is then there's that part <laughs> because that, honestly I, I'm gonna keep it real and I'm not a hater because I don't really you know if it's funny I'll watch it I don't care but I ain't gonna lie to you. Part of me was thinking, I'm like, this nigga saying this shit because he ain't funny no more. Like he he ain't, his stand-ups ain't been popping since shit, 2012, 2010. I know you, and this is my whole thing. I know you're not saying Kevin Hart is the reason why you're not popping, because if you funny, you funny. Well, yeah, I, I I think that's partially true, but there are plenty of unfunny people that are successful in Hollywood. So yes. just like there are plenty of people who can't sing and are successful in music, right? But, but, well, how, but come, how come Kevin Hart can't keep Ch Chappelle from doing his thing? He just did another comedy special last week. I think that Chappelle is one of, I think Chappelle's kind of an anomaly. I think he's one of, he's kind of like a Kanye in that he has this white audience that I can't figure out how they got. <laughs> Chappelle show. I mean, yeah, but how did Chappelle's show even become that for them? You know, I I still haven't figured that out. 
Yeah. Um, me personally, I'm sure there are many theories out there. People have their theories. I haven't found one that I feel like is the one. Um, because I always, because I always thought that show was for us, and then I, st- I didn't even know why people liked it. <laughs> to yeah, be honest yeah, with yeah, you, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I wouldn't know, and I didn't know until I found out how popular it was. Yeah. Um, and 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 now I didn't know how popular it was until he quit. Yeah. So, <laughs> so. For me, I don't know. And I feel like Chappelle's show is, like I said, he's kind of like Kanye to me. I didn't realize how huge he was for white people. Um, so I don't know. He's an anomaly for me. But I do think that for some people, like Chappelle's show specials do well, but he's not in like movie and TV. No, he's not TV. on movie. He's not in movies at all. You know, um, and I think that's the thing. I think that's kind of what he's talking about. Like, where are his other opportunities well, we, 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 we have to ask does dave Chappelle want to do movies does dave Chappelle want to be on tv we don't know well i don't know but what i'm saying is that cat williams point i believe is that there were that, that he should be on tv cat williams not just him but that there's a there's a group of people that are given opportunities in hollywood oh, despite, oh, yeah, that, but that's that's an all but, that's all hollywood it, and that's true but that i think that's what his point was like he's telling you like there's a select group of people that are given opportunities ricky smiley had a show yet mm-hmm. and a reality show that mm-hmm. deanna Tanner has had multiple shows mm-hmm. and all of them flopped and he's still giving shows mm-hmm. um I, steve I think, harvey has had multiple shows talk shows sitcoms yeah, but we know steve harvey has put a knife in your game shows <laughs> but that's the point he, that, that they're that they're somehow these comedians that aren't that I, funny i always I always look at it like this that still jokes or whatever it is that they're somehow seem to have this group in hollywood or these these spaces in hollywood and yet there are these other people who are clearly also talented that don't seem to make it. And I think that's what he was pointing out. And the things that they have to do to make it. That's well, the other this, thing this, I, 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 And this is how I look at it, because I understand. I don't understand everything about Hollywood because I'm not in Hollywood. But I do understand about I do understand racism. Right. Mm-hmm. So I know that once you get a face on TV, a black face that white people can accept, they'll keep using that face. Oh, that's true. It's always been that way. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a good point. That there's Harvey, only so many spaces for for literally so many slots available. What, what, what do they call it? One nigga at a time. <laughs> okay. One nigga at a time. Right now, the niggas right now is Kevin Hart and Steve Harvey. Okay. Now Ricky mm-hmm. Smiley, Ricky Smiley, always look at Ricky Smiley differently because Ricky Smiley's target audience is the South Christian Church. The, he is the, not eight, funny. No, he's not. But his target audience is the same audience. You know who he reminds me of? He's the Tom Joyner of comedy. You know what I'm saying? His mm-hmm. his his target audience is going to be, you know, our probably not our parents, but maybe a little bit younger HBCU grads from the South, fraternity, Greek. You know what I'm saying? The Tyler Perry crowd. That's his target audience. Ricky Smiley ain't coming out to the West Coast to get no target audience. His target audience is down South. You know what I'm saying? The same thing with Kevin Hart. We know Kevin Hart, the type of comedy Kevin Hart does is real extra. They love an extra nigga in Hollywood. You know what I'm okay. saying? And really, if you really think about it, and I <laughs> hate to say it like this, Cat Williams plays the same character in every movie. Every movie you so see. So does Kevin Hart. Hold on. I know. I just said one nigga at a time, didn't I? But so does but so do most comedic actors though most comedic actors in general play the same character because because when you get to a certain level they're paying you to be you they're not paying you to play a character but kevin uh, cat williams has never 
transition. He's never had that transition. But so I'm we, saying, we saw, but but I but I'm saying like, how can we judge Cat Williams for playing the same character when almost every comedic actor plays the same character? Well, with the reason why, look at Jim Carrey. Hold on, the reason why we can't is because they're better than him. They're better. It's, they're better. It's just really that's really what it boils down to. They're just better than him at doing the same thing. And maybe it's more palatable to white people. I don't know. I don't know if that's how that works because I'm not white. But you think Cedric the Entertainer gets more TV shows because yes. he's better than Cat Williams? Cat, because Cedric the Entertainer always plays some the uncle, somebody dad, that old player. Okay, I see what you're saying. There are more categories that he can yeah, yeah. get into. Barbershop. There aren't too many roles for yeah, a Cat yeah. Williams character. I mean, who is he going to play besides a pimp? Okay. That's it. That's all he's ever played. The pimp, a short, a short, annoying guy. I don't short, know. Short, annoying pimp dude that talks <laughs> shit. You know what I'm saying? Kevin Hart is a shit. short, annoying guy, but he also knows how to, like, when you watch Kevin Hart in a movie, his comedian. His, I can see I, him in sort of a Danny DeVito from Taxi yeah, exa- type of role. Exactly. Exactly. But that's not a pimp. But no. I don't, think though, I don't think they write those type of roles for for black characters. That's the they problem. Don't. They don't. They I don't. mean, I, you know what? You know, I think, you know what, though? I think. You're actually highlighting a much broader issue, a much broader problem, and I think this is something that um, maybe is the bro- is the better and bigger conversation, which is not that these niggas are the problem as much as the opportunities for black actors yes. is the problem. Well, man, this is something, we've and been it's even about smaller if you're a comedic actor, right? Yes. So, because comedic actors just aren't taken seriously, like people, they rarely let you cross over too many until, times. Until until Chris Tucker, Eddie Murphy was the only black comedian that was able to play all the roles: action roles, comedic roles, serious roles. Eddie Murphy was the only one. There was nobody else black. Mm. And when Chris Tucker came, he played Rush Hour. You know what I'm saying? He was still funny in Rush Hour, but he was a it was a serious role. You know what I'm saying? Nobody no, else I wouldn't even call it a serious role. He pretty much played the same type of character. Like, as but he, he wasn't the same character in Friday as a different person. He wasn't a wee head, but he basically <laughs> played the same type of energy. It was the same type of energy, though. So Fast we put, talking, if, if, goofy. If we put, if we put Cat Williams It was like Money movie. Talks. Right. If we put Cat Williams in that movie, would, would, a, would a, a funny talking pimp sound good with Jackie Chan? No. Not as a cop, no. It's gonna, that that so back I, and so, forth is going to be but I, But I do think that so, I, but I do think that you're making a really good point as far as the types of roles that are even available. Danny DeVito played in a bunch of shit. Yeah. How many? I mean, how many roles would there typically be available for Danny, a, a Danny short, DeVito. stocky, <laughs> short, balding yeah. white guy? You yep. know what I mean? Yep. You know, but somehow he's able to play all types of roles. Oh yeah. He plays the twin of Arnold Schwarzenegger. I was just gonna fucking, say in twins. Yeah. So, so they seem Throw to be able to write. Train. So some shit that we normally you couldn't even fucking imagine or fathom, right. they can seem to write and create. They told right? you something that was a straight up lie. <laughs> so 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 and, and it became a hit movie. So yeah. to me, it sounds like you're highlighting the bigger issue. And I think this is the conversation we probably should have been having. Not so much about, you know, cat versus these comedians, but the yes. fact that it has to be versus these comedians in the first yes. place. Yes. The fact that there aren't enough roles or like they're not writing enough roles um in Hollywood for black actors. Like there's he's right. There's he, there should also be roles for characters that he can play, right? Yes. Um, like I just said, they created roles for Danny DeVito. Yes. Somebody's imagination said this because how often are you going to say, let's write a role with for a short, stocky, balding white guy to play the twin brother of a big yeah, buff? Schwarzenegger, yeah. 
you know, swore, I don't know. Fucking I mean, I, you, I can remember during the 80s and early 90s, him and Billy Crystal was getting all the roles. And, you know, and the, and the thing is, when you look at it, when you look at the whole situation, that's why I was saying, why are you hating on the people getting the opportunities? You need to be hating on the system. Because at the end of the day, what you're saying about them ain't going to stop the machine. The machine is going to keep machining, as the kids say. It's going to keep happening. So if you want change, you're not going to get changed by saying, Kevin Hart, you ain't shit. You ain't funny. No, the motherfucker that put Kevin Hart in the movie ain't shit. The motherfucker who keep writing roles for Kevin Hart ain't shit and keep forgetting about you and all these other different comedians that deserve L- shit. Listen to this. Yeah. I'm using, I'm using Danny DeVito because yeah. he is short, stocky, yep. balding. Yep. Yep. So he ain't even got hair like your boy. You're right. He showed sure don't. He sure don't. <laughs> um, he's not fit like your boy. Absolutely right? not. Um, I don't even think he's as funny as your boy. He's not but funny he, at he all. Might, but I, I think they no, nah, Danny DeVito's funny. He wasn't funny in taxi. Yeah, but that was 50 years ago. Who was he funny in taxi? <laughs> he was, yes, yes, no. yes he was let's funny be in taxi. Fucking, let's be fucking for real. The, yeah, that man was, was crazy in that yes, show. Yes, yes. crazy. That's true. Oh, uh, t- <laughs> People's family members would die and he wouldn't right. give a fuck. No <laughs> ass would have get in that fucking taxi <laughs> and make this money. <laughs> what the fuck you talking That's true. about? That's true. That man was crazy. Okay, so look, look at this. I'm going to name some shit that he was in. And you tell me if you remember that this shit existed. Yeah. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yes, I know that movie. Jack Nicholson's in that. This is all movies and TV shows. Taxi. Yes. Terms of Endearment. No. That was also a huge movie, by the way. I'm sure it was. Um, Throw Mama from the Train. Absolutely, I remember that. Twins. Yes. Batman Returns. Yes. Hoffa. Yes. Junior. No. That was also with uh, um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Get Shorty. I remember Renas- it, but I didn't see it. Renaissance Man. No. Uh, Matilda. I saw uh, that. I remember. Heard of it. Never seen it. I saw it. He played the... Uh, he, his, he was his wife, uh, Perlman. What's her name? Oh, Rhea Perlman. Rhea Perlman. Yeah, yeah. From mm-hmm. Cheers. Yep. Um, I mean, I'm just naming a but L.A. Confidential. I've seen it. I mean, this man has movie after movie. These are movie great movies. Movie. These are all great movies. Great movies. And, I'm, and this started back in 1975. Yeah, yeah. The last movie, I'm not going to go down the whole list. The last one was Jumanji in 2019. Good grief. Yeah. He's in blockbusters, man. Batman Returns. Aaron Brockovich. Yeah. The Virgin Suicides. Yeah. Deck the Halls. Yeah. I mean, listen. Christmas the movie, you know that Megan movie. He did. He doing voices. Why Cat Williams not doing voices? Why Cat <laughs> Williams not doing voices? He did Boondocks. One of the most classic. I still say a pimp named Slick Mac. <laughs> I say that to this guy. day. What but why do you have to play a pimp? Here we go with the pimp. Here we go with the pimp thing again. It don't matter. <laughs> why is he not the voice of all the pimps on TV to this day? That, now that's a good question. But 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 Cat Williams ain't gonna be in Jumanji now. Come on now. It don't, listen, my point is they seem to find a role for. They do. Yeah, Danny fucking DeVito. But he but maybe maybe maybe. Fuck, wait, hold on. That man ain't Leonardo DiCaprio. No. He ain't George fucking Clooney. No, he ain't. Uh, what name another white guy? Uh, Kiefer that, Sutherland. I don't know who the fuck. I don't know who that is. But Kiefer, Kiefer Sutherland. <laughs> Patrick Swayze. He ain't Patrick Swayze. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. Patrick Swayze. <laughs> He ain't even the dead guys. Patrick Swayze, I don't know. Marlon <laughs> Brando. Marlon Brando. He ain't none of them dudes. Oh, okay. You are way back. Um, 
My point is, he's he, but somehow he's he's funny. He gets these roles. He ha- he crosses over to all types of roles. Yeah. Regardless of how he looks, you see yeah. what I'm, you get my point. He was also in the hit show. Um, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, there we one go. Of the funniest shows ever. It's always sunny in one Philadelphia. Of, one of the funniest shows ever. That show is hilarious. He was in all. Time. I, I mean, I skipped a whole bunch of shit just so I could hurry up. Yeah, it's all, that's on here too. Oh, he's been in a lot of great movies, blockbusters. Gattaca. He ain't, he, I never he ain't starving. It. He ain't starving for a role. We we know that. He was that. a voice on Space Jam. Yeah, he was. But also, you got to think about like you know. And I'm not making excuses for Danny DeVito, but the movie, the type of movies that he's in, majority may know black people in the movies. But he, but uh, that's another problem. Yeah. But my but this is but this highlights your point that. They're not writing movies for black people, black for black, ca- for and, black and, actors, and, and, and that's another... the bigger issue. Not he doesn't. I, I agree with you at this point. Like I, I think you're highlighting the bigger issue here. He, he's over here beefing and over these little, this tiny little bit of shit going on in Hollywood, and if, or even not even just that, but the fact that black people have to do a bunch of bullshit to even get a role in Hollywood. He did well, call that out too. To be fair, yes. Now we also have this issue because me and T talked about this that. Especially today, we don't have black movie makers making black movies. Where's That's Robert Townsend? Exactly. Because what I was Hollywood say. Shuffle is the perfect example. Robert Townsend uh, is teaching. Where at USC? Yep. Oh damn, I didn't know that. Yep. Robert Townsend, the Wayans, not the Wayans brothers, but uh, Keenan Ivory, um, Eddie Murphy. We at, at, there was a point in time where we had this quote unquote black Rat Pack. You know what I'm saying? Of Eddie Murphy, Robert Town- <clears throat> Robert Townsend, Richard Pryor, uh, Paul Mooney, all these black comedians up and coming dudes making movies. You got to remember Eddie Murphy made his own movies. He made Harlem Nights and Boomerang. He did that. You know what I'm saying? Robert Townsend was doing movies. Uh, um, what was the movie with Sinbad and Heavy D was in it? Um, the superhero movie. Meteor Man. Me- oh, Meteor Man. Meteor Man. I never I'm seen gonna it. Get- but I'm going to get heard- you sucker. You know what I'm saying? All these movies that we, we so at the end of the day, and then and then that leads into John Singleton, you know, Antoine Fuqua, you know. Well, I think this is a, this is this is there's two things to this. Some would argue that there are black movies being made, and again, those are in, those are very insular. These are groups that are very certain. Like they're very um, they're only getting certain people. So like there's Hillman Grad, which is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, what's her name's? Uh, what's that girl's name? I don't know. You do know her. You know exactly what I'm talking about. The girl who made. Yes, you do. It's called Hillman Grad. Yeah, she made. Uh, it's called Hillman Grad Productions or something like that. Come on. Uh. 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 Um. Yeah. You know. Lena Waithe. Lena Waithe. That's her but shit. See, but see, now hold on. Stop. Now this. This also we had. Well, me and T had a conversation earlier today, and I was talking about. Um. There's a, a website called Anscape. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Anscape is owned by ESPN, but it's like Blavity. And I was looking at the website and I was like, damn, I said, man, I see all these black stories and stuff. I said, but it just don't have no soul. And I think that's the problem with a lot of the black movies, Lena Waithe, all these people. It just don't have no soul. It's always agenda based. It's always something that's really not. I'll give you a perfect example. I was up in Seattle. I think I told you about this. I was in Seattle. And when I go to Seattle, I'm always in the hood. I'm in the Central District. I know people up there. There's my folks. Black-owned restaurant up there called Fats. <clears throat> I go up there, and you go inside the restaurant. All the people up in there is cool. We talk. Food gone. We still talking. 
they have the local newspaper. Every hood has a local newspaper. We got one here in Portland called The Scanner, even though we got 10 black people left. Um, the local newspaper in Seattle, when you open it up, you're going to get, you know, black businesses. Uh, somebody is selling dinners. There's a funeral for Mr. Johnson, who lived in the neighborhood for 89 years. Uh, the black owned funeral home. You know what I'm saying? Miss Johnson got pies for sale. That's the black newspaper. It's going. Somebody's son had 10 touchdowns. You know what I'm saying? Somebody <laughs> other son is going to college and they're putting some money up. You know what I'm saying? So that was the soul of that community. I could feel that. And I ain't from Seattle, but it felt like home because I've seen that same newspaper here. You know what I'm saying? When I look at the, I walked outside the restaurant and there was another newspaper there and it was the, the whatever the hell it's called. And it had all this black stuff, quote unquote, I'm using air quotes, nobody can see me. <laughs> it had black stuff, but it was more or less focused about um, like the, it was like the bougie arts and you could tell that these people weren't from Seattle. You know what I'm saying? So when I see black movies, I can tell when someone is being genuine with soul. And then I can see a black movie where I'm like, that's just black people in there. I get exactly what you're talking about. And I yeah. think, and I think you're absolutely right. And that's basically what kind of what my point is. I think these, I think they're kind of, um, they're the people that we're often talking about. Like the, it's almost like the academia people. Yeah. Yeah. In, but in they film, they poach these black people from the black community, but these black people don't have no, they don't come with that soul. You know what I'm saying? No I, I, I don't know if they even, even, if they even come from black, the black community. Or right. Yeah. 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 We, that, that's, yeah. Yeah. College it, black communities. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah exactly, <laughs> um, exactly. Or Hollywood yeah. black communities, which yes. I wouldn't consider them the same. Right. Uh, at all. Um, and so, and the second thing I was going to point out is that a lot of these Hollywood, um, a lot of these Hollywood films that have, um, well, I'll say this. A lot of the times when you have a pattern of something, it comes from somewhere. Yeah. If there's a reason why we don't have a lot of black films for, or like a lot of black characters. It ain't, it ain't on accident. Or a diverse, it is, there's not an accident. There's not an accident that after the 90s, we saw a decrease in mm -hmm. black films, right? Um, I don't think that was an accident. I don't think that there was an accident or after the it's early 2000s, really. Right. And we saw that erasure of black TV shows. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That wasn't an accident. These networks built up their audiences with black TV shows and then canceled the shows. And canceled the shows. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, uh, like, these like are things you single. can look up now. Right. Yeah. And a lot of times these are things you don't find out about till later. Actually found out. This is interesting. And there's a documentary about this on. Um. On YouTube, you can watch it. I think it was done by some magazine. I don't remember. Um, there's a couple of documentaries about the modeling industry and black women in the modeling industry. Mm -hmm. And there was something called the Black Girls, the Black Women's Coalition, Black Women's Modeling Coalition or something. It started by Beth Ann, um, Iman, and um, I want to say Beverly Johnson, but I could be totally oh, wow. wrong by that. Um, it was one third. It was another. It was a third woman. Iman, uh, Beth Ann, and no, Naomi Campbell. That's who it was. Okay. And so, um, they basically had to in the 90s what ended up happening was the they weren't a lot of places would only get one black model mm -hmm. and so the, the black models would have to compete for that one spot on the runway mm. or in a show or whatever so what they would start doing is they would make these black models have to compete for that spot so if a but if a black model would be like no you got to pay me more money they'll be like hey now nah, we're not gonna pay you we're gonna get this other black model for cheaper well, what happened is the black model wouldn't take the money. Mm. Like, nah, you already offered it to so-and-so, you got to pay her that. Because they were yeah. a part of this coalition. Yeah. And, and what ended up happening was they ended up getting a lot of power. 
And at that time in the 90s, the supermodels in general were getting a lot of power because yeah, they were famous. Yeah. Before that, models weren't really famous. Like very yeah. rarely you'd have a model that would get 90s, famous. 90s was a supermodel era. Supermodel era because and they would Crawford, get endorsements. Yeah, Iman. Because so the designers weren't getting as popular as the models. Right. So the, the, the model would get the designer popular. Exactly. So that's when you got the Tyra Banks. Tyra that's Banks, when you got yeah. the Cindy Crawfords. That's yeah. when you got like so the nineties was like it was popping. Um yeah, Naomi Campbell and all that, right? Yeah. So they're 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 blowing up. Um and they're making tons of money. So the, what happened was by the two thousands, the designers are like, fuck that. We're only gonna get the blandest, whitest models possible. Because really what was happening was ethnic models, quote unquote, and black models were getting becoming more popular. Blowing up. Yeah. They were blowing up. So they were like, we want models that blend all together and look all the same and look like hangers. Essentially. Yeah. <laughs> they got they started, they got real pale. And real nope. pale. Yep. And Prada was the one that was like the, the beginning of this. Yeah. So it, what ended up happening was by 2010s, there were no black models. So if you were a black model, you weren't getting no job. Yeah. And so they had to basically do basically start a whole group again and basically fight to be like, no, nah, we're gonna get these jobs. Right. So my point with saying all that was there's usually a reason. So when you see like all of a sudden magically there's no black models, you don't see them anywhere. How you go from mm-hmm. a time when you see black models everywhere? Okay, it's almost like yeah, you see black models everywhere. It's not uncommon. Like, I didn't grow up in a time where I didn't see black women on magazines. Right. <laughs> and and you know, and this is how and this is how great <laughs> this is how great it was. Those models in the '90s spawned a lot of the quote-unquote video models. So now we got exactly. King Magazine and all that. So it made a lane for other women that wouldn't necessarily be considered models that were beautiful. That were but beautiful because they didn't have that European whatever they wanted. And right. Then we, and and but also that was around the time that we took care of each other. So you would see these women in videos. You would see them on some show on TV. You know, this is before Instagram. This is before any of that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it actually did make a lane for other people too. And then I well, noticed it that made I it never, so they I could never, make money, and the yeah. black magazines could also blow up. Yeah. Now they yeah. got because King Magazine black was models huge. that are huge, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So Essence also, you have to think about Essence yeah. and Ebony and all these magazines as well. So it was actually a great time. All right, y'all. So that is the end of part one. Go to again patreon.com forward slash champagne sharks or click the link in the show notes to get part two. Be good. <laughs>